0: We are back with another session here. Our podcast, 100 Families in Pulaski County. Again, as we always do, we have amazing guests. We have in the studio, Pastor Milton Graham. Yes. Thank you for joining us, Pastor Graham. You have a lot of information to share with us today. And you are definitely not a stranger to the Alliance. You have been a part of several Platforms and panels that we've had. Our launch, you were a part of that one. You've been a part of two others, and then you're going to join us for Thursday. You, yeah you you've been very vocal. <laughs> <laughs> you have done a lot of work. I want you to please share with us just your work that you have. I guess because we had a conversation about your full-time, full-time, and then your other full-time, (laughs) full-time job. So if you could just share with us a little bit of your background, who you are, what you do, and who you serve, what area you serve, and just talk about our partnership. We'll get into that, too.
1: Absolutely. But first of all, let me thank you again once again for... Mm -hmm. um, asking me to be a part I look at it as an open door to do ministry uh, God he grants us that and so thank you for the work that you're doing I'm excited thank about you. the work that you're doing with the hundred families I think it's just uh, it's awesome uh... well we've been serving in the capacity of the uh, senior pastor at Bethesda now for over 23 years Mad in the community God. Jones and Worthing community and I often say kind of one of my mantras is that we're in the neighborhood keeping the neighbor in the hood so it's not just a hood <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, uh, we do a lot of outreach. We've uh, operated a food pantry, a clothes mm-hmm. closet. Uh, uh, over the years, uh, we do three big uh, events every year. Uh, We do the call it the Thanksgiving Meals on Wheels or we take the, we're about ramping up for that right now. So we've been doing that for probably about 15 years or more. uh, Maybe longer than that. And we take them to the homeless shelters. Take them to anywhere. Um, Take them to under the bridge, wherever people need a meal, a hot meal. And we've had a number of, we can't do it on our our own. We thank God for the, I call them the faithful friendly faces of Bethesda. But a lot of Mm -hmm. people come in, they see what we're doing. They say, hey, uh, we want to help you. And and we come in and we do that. Uh, We've had partners over the Keith partnered with us. We've had some doctors and, and uh, uh, different people who have said, hey, we want to assist and help you. We do that. We do the Christmas giveaway. Uh, hey. Christmas giveaway, we partnered, started out with uh, partnering with the Marine Tours for Tots doing that. Right. And then we, over the years, we've had a partnership through DHS, the fire department. Uh, we've had uh, just uh, uh, CityServe <laughs> uh, assisting us in the last yeah. couple of years, just giving gifts and toys and items to families who otherwise may not, uh be able to realize, you know, some tangible things, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we know that the toys and the gifts and things like that, they will eventually play out, but it goes a long way. I often say that people don't care how much you uh, know until they know how much you care. You do that through some tangible means, you know, you know, feed somebody, clothes somebody, give a child a bicycle. We yeah. give away a lot of bicycles at that time of the year, and then we do the uh annual, uh, we call it uh our back-to-school supplies giveaway, of course prior to the pandemic we gather a whole lot of people in the neighborhood together bounce houses and all that kind of stuff we didn't do that this past uh because of the
0: pandemic because of the pandemic we still
1: did it uh where we were able to give a lot of um, school supplies you know Mm -hmm. and we partnered this past uh school year with the stevens elementary school we developed a church school partnership so shout out to principal carlock uh, uh, martel hatley their liaison so Uh, blessed a lot of families in that particular school. So we're excited Uh about that. And so, uh, like I said, we, you know, we just, you know, it's a labor of love. We have uh, not a huge uh, church congregation, Mm -hmm. but the people there who are part of the Bethesda Church family, they love getting out in the community. So I thank God for that. I love it. And then, of course, uh, I work for the Department of Human Services, Division of Children and Family Services. Yes. Uh, proud of that work. Uh, I look at as ministry, you know, uh, 29 years working for DHS. Uh, I, I came wow. to work for DHS as a frontline case worker. Uh, doing investigations, uh, doing uh, foster care, uh, going to uh, protective services cases, which you are working with families. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, every time a, uh, a investigation is founded or substantiated, there's not necessarily a reason to remove those children, but mm-hmm. it's to try to maintain those children, hopefully safely in their home while we remedy the reason why they came into care. So. There are a lot of uh, uh, the family service workers. Listen, they need a a, a star, you know. They do. <laughs> they they. They do a I've lot of work going to foster homes, uh, going to place children, yeah. uh, mentoring and working with children, uh, just uh, going to court, uh, uh, just so many things. Like his name, you know, being on calls, a lot of times people don't realize it. First, res- they're first responders. We think of in terms, and we should, the police officers, fire department, mm-hmm. and the EMTs, but family service workers, they're first responders. And
0: they have to be there. They have to be 24/7, there. 24-7, they don't- making oh, wow.
1: assessments on safety, determining whether or not a child needs to be removed or determining whether or not uh, they can stay at home, and then mm-hmm. opening cases up. So I, I did that. I, uh, I was in the field. I was an area director uh, in Pulaski County uh, for almost nine years, and okay. uh, so I was uh, overseeing all of those operations in Pulaski County for that period of time, proud of the work we did there I'm currently. Serving uh, in the uh, as a statewide supervisor for the team decision-making yes. unit in the prevention unit, I'm excited about that because that's on the prevention side. So, as I was saying, what the team, what I do is in that position, I supervise a group of facilitators. Now, team decision making came into fruition in the last last seven years, and so mm-hmm. we really get into what we call fidelity of team decision making, which is where uh, we're doing initial team decision making. So, the facilitators and the investigator and the court casework and the supervisor, what they will do is they will schedule a meeting uh, to uh, have a, whenever, whenever, whenever there's a merger, there's something that's going on that says, hey, we might have to remove these children. Mm-hmm. And so, let's bring them together before we get to court and let's bring partners, let's bring community. That's where I'm glad 100 families in Placid yes. County because it's going on in other in the area too also where uh, we bring stakeholders together and say, hey, what can we do? Bring family, bring this, uh, their uh, family members, anybody right. that can hopefully put a plan together that safely maintain those children in, in the home. Yeah. If that can be done, if there's a need for foster care, then you start planning on what we can do for reunification. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize that about 70% of the children who come into foster care, they're going to go back either to their parents or a guardian or some relative. And we're also trying to open up what's called provisional uh, family uh, foster homes, whereas there's a, a relative or a fictive kin that can meet the criteria that's necessary to be able to be licensed, where the children can be placed there hmm. so they don't have to be placed with strangers. So there's a lot of things going on in that meeting.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: So I supervise those facilitators and they do an awesome job. They do. Of, they don't make the decision, but they are the kind of the mediator. They're the ones that, hey, let's make sure we're looking at what, uh, why are we here? Yeah. That's kind of the first thing. And then, okay, uh, what's, the, what's the concern the agency have? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, what's what's working well? Uh, what's what's work, what was working well before we got here? And let's look at the strengths of the family let's look yeah. at what can we can we come up with a plan and basically and then a the third thing is like okay where are we going from here mm-hmm. and so but there's a lot of things going in that meeting so I go out and coach I counsel with them and get a chance to observe those meetings and it's it's awesome uh, I also uh, have been working uh, with care portal on the on the side as a pastor trying to get okay. churches uh, to be on care portal and then on the side of the agency just to uh, also trying to assist and help the uh, the Referrals to come in through Care Portal. I've been trying. To, it's been difficult through the pandemic, but one of the things that has uh, helped is CityServe. CityServe mm-hmm. came along, and so that's resourcing a lot of um, churches that have a desire, but maybe not the resources to yeah. get the uh, necessary resources. Hopefully, that children don't come into care, foster care, because of poverty. Mm-hmm. because they need a bed, because they need a utility bill paid. So so that's what CarePort is about. But city serves helps to provide some of those things.
0: I love that. I have had the opportunity to serve or to even sit on um, a t- in a TDM meeting, and I love the whole aspect and the concept of reunification yeah. because there are ways that we can keep families together yes. based on – you know, just understanding the needs and understanding the family's um background and like you said, where they come from, what they're going through. Absolutely. Things that work, things that don't work. So how long has T D M been in place with DCFS? Like Isn't I
1: said, it's been about seven, years, seven and years when it first started, and it was you know it started think, in Saline County and uh, a few of those areas. But uh, it, we currently have it in uh, we call Area One, which is up in Northwest Arkansas, and also where, where is the, uh, uh well, it's not Area One, rather, but Area uh, Area Eight, which is uh, Jonesboro mm-hmm. and uh, and that area there, which is uh, Craighead County, Lawrence County. I can name all those different counties, yeah. but and and it's also in uh, Area Five to a certain extent, which is uh, uh, Faulkner and Conway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, then it's down in uh, then in Texas County, Miller County area there, okay. and uh, we also have it in, in Saline County, which is another area three. I'm just kind of it's going around. We have it uh, also, in course, in Pulaski County. Yeah, and we have Blaska County, which is a big issue. Just working with team decision, and so we're bringing together what we call fidelity of the model. Uh, Not mentioned Oh, the Sebastian and Crawford County. The, yes, uh, Fort Smith. That's where a large uh, number of children have come in foster care, and it's been like that for. A number of years and so yeah. uh, team decision making is not just targeting trying to keep children from coming in care but to find the best the safest place many times what happens is that we don't have children coming to care unnecessarily mm-hmm. and so and it also helps with uh children start jump-starting the, the reunification process mm-hmm. and so uh you know so we're now really getting into uh, we had a we call it a, a trigger with uh decision making which was Garrett Law reports these are reports where it come into the agency through the hotline where an uh, infant has tested positive for uh, a illegal substance mm-hmm. and the mother also it could be in a meconium uh, which means that they used some kind of substance that was either either a uh, un- unprescribed prescription mm-hmm. or it could be an illegal substance and so because we had so many child deaths uh over the many years that we worked and seen that happen that became a trigger for uh doing team decision making meetings and just Uh we wanted to make sure that the families were baby ready so they understand safe sleep understand that you know hey if you are using we know that people relapse happens we don't uh uh, condone relapse but Mm -hmm. hey what can you do can you bring some people around in case you are using some substance or so to make sure the children are safe and so we started doing that but the fidelity of the model of mm-hmm. TD, TDM is that what we would do is whenever there is anything whether it be because of drugs or illegal substance or substance use it could be you know domestic violence it could be you know physical sexual abuse any kind of that 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 the, that the uh, investigator or the caseworker has uh, identified mm-hmm. uh, a, uh, a a imminent uh, safety factor or danger that's going on with this family that says either we had to already remove because many times things happen you know, in the middle of the night, at a certain moment, and there's no choice, you gotta remove the children. But right. what we'll do is still have a team decision-making meeting within uh, 24 to 48 hours, or, or at least before the court, we have to take it to file an affidavit in court so we can determine whether or not the children can be released, mm-hmm. or if they can't be released safely, then we can start talking about what can, where the children need to be placed, what can we do to uh, start working on. And listen, I've seen families when we sit down with families across the table, kind of like you and I right mm-hmm. now, that's that's different from what uh, when I first came to the agency. Because uh, before team decision making, the investigator would go out into the field on that report, knock on a door, or meet a family, wherever they are, and do a safety assessment, doing the best they can, communicating with their supervisor, and have to make that decision on the spot of whether these children come into care right then, mm-hmm. regardless. But now, when you sit down, with a family across the table and say, hey, bring your grandparents or, or bring mom, bring your mm-hmm. sister, bring your pastor, uh, bring somebody that you know. A lot of times people don't want people in their in their business, but we say, hey, we want to make this decision. We, we're going to have to make this decision regardless whether you're here. Right. We want you to have somebody that you love, love the children, to be here and help us as a team to come support. up with a decision. People, they-, they are... They are blown away when they say you really want to hear from us yeah yeah we're not judging you we say this is a judgment-free zone hey we want you to be heard we want you to hear we want to hear from you
0: and they're probably not even used to that no communicating and having some support to help them through situations or crisis situations so and then after that Communication and then you're talking to them, you're connecting them to resources Absolutely. that they may not necessarily know about or they felt like they couldn't connect to the resources. So, TDM is a great thing. You talk about collaboration and doing mm-hmm. good in the community. You're not only doing this as a pastor, you're doing this as your nine to five every day, <laughs> well, 24 yeah. seven, because if you won't call and you have a whole team. But, I mean, your work is so imperative. Not just for your church community and the community that you serve, but for your work community and the families you're serving that Absolutely. you've served for over twenty three. Yes, 23, 23 years. years. My God, how do you
1: do it? By, <laughs> the, by the grace of God, God gave me. ask me, I said. Thank you. Yeah, only by God's grace.
0: Don't start yeah. preaching up here now. Okay, but so <laughs> you have done a lot of. I, I went on your website of your church website. Okay. I did not realize you were doing that much work in the community you are serving so many and you're connected with you said the care portal right. so you tell us how that works
1: so care portal uh, i was introduced to that about two years ago i think and before the pandemic and i was uh uh, was told about this is a network of churches and okay. Care Portal actually exists uh, worldwide. It's worldwide and where you have churches that will decide, hey we're already doing, and many times that's another thing trying to pitch Care Portal to mm-hmm. churches and pastors. The first thing they say, hey we're already doing some outreach. Mm. And so we say, well, yeah, that's that's great. But what CarePortal Portal does when you when they are trained to be able to see whenever DCF as a children and family services has a need and mm-hmm. the thing about it that an uh, investigator or a caseworker they've already identified they've already assessed this family they know it's a need okay. most of us uh we have a food pantry a closed closet outreach you know somebody knocking on the church call the church hey i, yeah. I need something <laughs> well you're going to just say okay we don't we may not be able to know whether that's real or not we're <laughs> yeah. going to say who's ever we <laughs> and we still do that yeah but Paraportal allows that pastor or that outreach team to say hey we know that the agency's already involved this family. Mm. And we know if we buy a bed or buy some blankets, one of the first, our church, we, uh, Bethesda, we answered one of the uh, requests right in the early beginning of it. And it was, uh, we took some beds out to a family, but also we took some blankets. Mm. And uh, the uh, outreach, my associate minister, he said, well, Pastor, I came back, I was blown away because we, I brought some blankets that uh, we had and some clothing, winter clothes that mm-hmm. our, our, our sons had. Didn't, couldn't wear them, but they were still nice. And so yeah. we just took them out there to add on to it. And a little girl said to me, he said, well, Daddy, we won't have, Mommy, we don't have to be cold anymore.
0: Oh my God. You know,
1: you know, you say, wow, you know, and then you and, you, and then so you're targeting. But that's what care Boarder does. So you get mm-hmm. registered on there. You have someone, uh, hopefully other than the pastor, uh, that's watching the uh, then that uh, website or okay. receiving that email that says, hey, the agency has made a referral and you can they can answer it uh, through meeting that need. Uh, You can also answer and say, hey, we'll pray. Or we can answer it uh, with other churches that own Care Portal. And other churches can say, hey, you do this and I'll do that, and we can meet this need. So that's what Mm -hmm. it's really designed. It's a platform so that churches can communicate and collaborate together on meeting uh, specific needs that we already know that have been vetted by DHS, uh, Children and Family Services. That's what it's about. Again, the pandemic has kind of uh, hampered some of that, <laughs> but mm. we're, we're still excited, hopefully, that uh, we'll be able to get it uh, recharged and yeah. revamped in Pulaski County, uh, especially because CityServe is there for churches who don't have uh, a lot, of, a big outreach budget to be able to purchase or buy things, and so some of those things that can be uh, uh, re- uh, accessed by churches to help families.
0: So the referrals are made through Care Portal, yes. and then the needs can be met through CityServe for those. But they won't know unless the referrals are made. Unless right? the referrals are made, they won't, they won't know. <laughs> they won't know. So you to yes. make some referrals yeah. in order to get the stuff that these families need. And I've
1: been recently uh, made aware (laughs) that there's some things that got to take place. We're going to kind of revisit how that's been going on because, uh, like I said, it's been a little while since that is, I think, pandemic, this is going on. And so hopefully that can get back reconnected so we can do that.
0: I hope so. So one of the things I do want to say, for those that don't know, I've been knowing Mr. Graham since I was a little girl. I want to shout out sister, first yes. lady Jackie Graham, because she and my mom used to work yeah, in the salons together. Absolutely. So we used to like we hung out a long time ago. Long you. Know
1: just proud and excited. Well, thank you for that. You know, but, <laughs>
0: but we have—I mean, I, your spirit, your—you have always been like helping in the community. You have you and Miss Graham. So you doing you doing a great work. Tell us some of the ways that. So if we want to get in touch with the church, you might have people that want to refer. Do y'all have like a referral way? If if some of our um, Alliance members have families that they're coming in contact with that's in the area, can you tell us, like, where you're located and if we can yeah. get in touch with you all? Well, or we're thing? located
1: in the Jones and Worthen community, the Bethesda uh, Missionary Baptist Church, was called Bethesda, org, which is our, 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 our page on the uh, um yeah, so web, web, website, 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 yeah, okay, website, okay. and also we're on Facebook, okay. uh, Bethesda Live Ministries. Uh, you can go there and connect with us. Uh, we, we live stream uh, every Sunday morning at, at starting at 10. Uh, we also, uh, you can connect with us that way. Okay. Uh, you can also call the church, at 501-666-2974. Uh, uh, Lauren uh, Cook Walker, hello Lauren. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, she will answer. She's awesome. Uh, you can uh, also we we have a we have a uh, seven day a week uh, prayer line. Uh, you can call in uh, cool. 5 a.m. to 5.30. That's early in the morning. So when somebody too. get up at 5 a.m., you know they're serious about prayer. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, one of our uh, members who also passes to the Reach Out and Touch Christian Church, uh, Pastor <laughs> Dave Williams. He's partnered with me to keep that going every morning. He's on from Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I come wow. on Wednesday, thir- Wednesday through uh, Thursday, Friday, and then we have our members on Saturday. So that goes on, but we also can connect through that same uh, number, which is on our uh, which is on our Facebook Live page okay. as well to call in. The, we have Sunday school. We're doing it uh, via tele Sunday school. Okay. So uh, we made some changes.
0: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. So we we
1: we've learned that we've always preached and said that the church is not just a four walls.
0: That's right. The
1: pandemic has challenged to say, okay, is it? Really That's that? right. You believe that? So. You know, we've uh, we've never completely shut our doors, uh, but we at one point, but we've expanded. We know more and more. We're in we're in person. So mm. You can't come in person okay. and be there. Uh, we practice the CDC yeah. guidelines while you're there. Uh, and so what we are. We're just doing what we can to, to connect with people wherever they are. OK. Yes.
0: Awesome. Well, we want to thank you for coming. We want to thank you for supporting and partnering with one of your families. And if you have a takeaway for us, just look into that camera. I think is that camera?
1: That camera right there. Okay.
0: (laughs) And here you go. Pastor Graham, what do you have? You have a word for
1: us. Well Again, uh, through this period, and I think I've already said this, but I'll go ahead and say it again. I think it bears saying that you have to reach people, reaching and helping people wherever they are. We have that uh, also our uh, nonprofit, which is Five Porches, CDC. We do a whole lot of reaching people where they are. Uh, People uh, don't really care how much you know. We can tell them all day long how much you know about the Lord Jesus Christ, but we have to show them. We show them that love by the way that we, uh, how we go about doing what we're doing. Not that we give them a meal. Not that we just uh, b- buy a bed or get a bed for them. But how you do that. And so how you show your care and compassion and connect with people makes a big difference. And listen, mm. what that does, it gives you a great feeling on the inside. Because now you actually not just uh, going to church, but you actually be in the church. Yes. Be the church and watch God work through you and reach people.
0: Yes, sir. You've heard it here from Pastor Graham. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our podcast here at 100 Families Pulaski County. We'll see you next time. Thank you.